Welcome everyone to Ron's Roundtable, your unofficial podcast for all things VFriends Compete and Collect gameplay. I'm your host, Ron, and I'm thrilled to be your guide in this exciting world of strategic fun. On this show, we're diving deep into the immersive universe of VFriends Compete and Collect, exploring gameplay strategies, existing gameplay mechanics, and uncovering those hidden rule suggestions that can give you the edge that you need. Whether you're a seasoned CNC competitor or a hobbyist looking to enhance your skills, this podcast is for you. We'll be tapping into the expertise of fellow CNC enthusiasts and top-tier competitors who will share their invaluable deck-building strategies, tactics, and insights. You'll learn the secrets to outwitting your opponents and achieving victory. Yo, what's up, VFAM? Welcome to the VFRIENDS Market Report as of November 17th, 2023. I wanted to jump in immediately to super stickers 36 bucks for a two pack this is an interesting play i and this spurred my creativity i'm like oh let me let me see if i can put together a few pins so this is a two pack the smooth spider and tarantula went for 36 dollars uh it was actually it was the super sticker and pin you had a gold spooktacular vampire 76 dollars on a bid you had the super stickers from the sports convention out in chicago the sports card convention super sticker um big game bandicoot fifteen dollars the viking twenty nine dollars both of those on a bid um yeah and then we'll transition over into compete and collect just this morning there was a uh two trading cards compete and collect so two packs for 54.97 we had a epic responsive ram had an offer accepted under 179 so the epic market you know, at that 180 mark, uh, 150. So that's an interesting epic play, I think. There's a Witty Weasel, $45. Um, and then, I mean, it's, there's a lot of sales within the last week. So you have, if I'm just going back, we'll say from the 14th. So you got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I mean, you're talking probably two dozen sales in the Compete and Collect uh, just within the last week. So a lot of new people getting in, probably furthering collections. And then let's round out with the VFriend Series 1. Anybody who was on the Fanatics live stream uh, knows that they cracked a Series 1 box and then unleashed the auction beast that that is. Um, so some of the Series 1 cards flying off the shelf, uh, accepted offer for a core detail-oriented Dumbo, is uh accepted offer under 240 you had a king fisher 222 so the keen kingfisher um you had a honey badger so a headstrong honey badger went for under 240 bullish bull these are all cores under 220 you had that resourceful robin there's been a lot of alpha dropped about resourceful robin and that an ode to to g's grandma also the loyal lobster there was a rare Four out of eight went for less than three fifty five, but still pulling in a pretty good price. Uh, so inside of those boxes, out of eight, have a good opportunity there to uh, to jump in. So, all right, that's your market report. And if you haven't already, make sure that you guys are listening to the Twitch streamers. We have to the moon. We have Jay Courage. Also on whatnot. We also have Fanatics Live. All of these places are opportunities for you to jump into the ecosystem, get cards. There's always giveaways. There's always fun stuff happening. Um, so if you're interested in learning more about the breaking of, of cards or packaging cards, 
looking at different opportunities to jump into the ecosystem at, at a bazillion different price points. Um, please check these guys out. Wealth of information as well. And they're always given opportunities to jump in. This week's guest is Mr. Messer, a.k.a. Rob, striving to be a Hall of Fame dad. He's also the host of VFAM Sessions. Please give this podcast a listen to. He's like a historian for VFriends and all the team members and uh, really gives thoughtful content back to us and uncovers tons of different alpha. Um, he also, I'm just looking at his his Twitter page, so go check him out, Mr. Messer, M-I-S-T-I-R-M-E-S-S-E-R. Um, he gave Gary V a WWF sticker for his birthday, so that's a that's a cool pin pose. So go check him out. Um, join us in welcoming Rob. Let's get into it. What is up, Yo. my friend? How we doing? Good, man. That's the set where the legends happen. Yes, yes. <laughs> so good, man. What a freaking night that was the other night. It just a surreal moment. Like we're still buzzing. It's just like I can't even imagine uh, Sagi and, and Tom and all of, but Chelsea and I, man, we're still like just buzzing and just trying to make sense of it. Her first night being able to rip rip a box her first night ripping series one and she gets to pull that i mean and you're sitting there right beside her recording the whole thing so that was epic to see like a different angle of the yeah. whole entire trip I, i'm just, i was just you guys nailed that i mean they they really put it out there with it as far as content uh to hype it up mm-hmm. in the back of my mind i was like oh like i really hope this goes well Okay. Um, but yeah, wasn't expecting that. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't think everybody, everybody wants it, but nobody expects it to actually happen. You know, every week it's like, ah, this is the week we're going to pull the black cat. We're going to get it, you know? And it not only was it a black cat, but it was a freaking spec bubble gum. It was just insane. And then right after that, you pull an auto kind warrior. That's sort of like, meh, <laughs> Like Which so is, many things just not even talked about. Yeah. Like no one's ever seen Gary pull a one on one on a live stream and and he got the seventh spot in that second box, pulled the one on one, even though it was a termite, like whatever. Like that's a that's a cool moment. Uh they pulled the black cat box in series two, a pink black cat box. There was fourteen packs in there, like who like all this stuff, like that would have grabbed a headline any other night. Yeah. Uh, just took a back seat. That was weird that it had two two cards in the pack i had that really threw jay for a loop man he was like pulling the wrong packs from the on the community battle it like it messed up everything so fun yeah um i know uh i I gotta go through that and uh i want to make some content i know chelsea's been living in that that stream yeah, for content, but um, she's been crushing. So she's fun. been absolutely crushing. And then, I mean, you're you're crushing too in your own right with your podcast. I mean, I, and just so you know too, like I'm just I start recording as soon as we start talking, so this is just real organic. Um, yeah, and I started listening back to your podcast because it started coming across my feed, and I was like, damn, this guy's a juggernaut in the in the community. And I just like never really listened to your podcast, and and now that I've I have. I'm, I think I'm like five, six episodes deep. Um, just curious, like you're still going on that, right? 
Yeah, and I'm going to be going for a long time. So at, at the beginning, the origin story of, of VFAM sessions, at the beginning, I, I you know, I'm a, I became a Gary Maxey, like almost instantly in like 1718, um, just dove in for, for all the reasons. Like I love the sports cards. I love the, the motivation, his metaphors, um, flip life. Like it got me into cards again. You know, I slept on Giannis, but when he was screaming Luca, I, I bought in on Luca and I was like, holy shit. Uh, and then I started, you know, investigating in my own way. So like I, I was just in, um, fast forward to V friends. Like I just didn't, we just weren't in a place, especially when ETH went up in that week after the delay, we just weren't in a place to, to throw down had shells been in as much as she is now, like we probably would have found a way. Um, but you know, I was I was kind of let down. I, I and I believe me, I'm the first person to understand. Like, you don't need a, a VF one or a VF two or whatever to be in the community. Like, I understand that, but I was still kind of like let down. So I kind of took a step back. So I miss all the clubhouse stuff. I, I wasn't in the Discord a lot, but I, I still had a pulse on everything. I wanted. I was like, all right, how do I put my flag in? Because I believe in Gary. Like, I totally saw the vision for this thing. And I was like, how do I become a part of it without? you know, in, in, in investing, so to speak. Uh, and, and, you know, every piece, every other piece of content is start a podcast, go on LinkedIn. So I was like, you know what, like this, this could be like my, my Smurfs, my, my jam, you know, whatever he says, like, I'm, I'm just going to start a podcast. And I love, um, you know, behind the actor studio, I love, uh, just any origin story, um, content, you know, documentary. So I was like, let, let me tell the story of, of this amazing thing through the eyes of the people living in it. Uh, so there's a lot of layers to it. There's, you know, the, the team obviously, and then, but the, the community that makes the stories behind the community members that make it the, the special place that it is. So, um, yeah, I, I plan on, on doing this for a long time and I'm, I'm going to take my plan is to take all the conversations and compile them into an oral history book of, of this thing. And that's sort of how I, understand. I, I told, I, that's sort of how I'm understanding your podcast too, is whenever I'm listening to it, that's how I feel is you, you are almost like a historian when you're telling these stories. And I, I really like that. Uh, you do your research and you jump in, uh, to, I mean, historic tweets and you, you dig in on things. And that's something that I really liked about your podcast, not to get too deep into that, but it's a big reason why I wanted to have you on is anybody who's listening to this, be sure to go over and listen to VFAM sessions because there's, there's a unique perspective from everybody that's in the mix, whether it's the community, whether it's the team, there's all types of different variations of the same story. And I like how you attack it from all angles, sort of like the, the V friend ponder from all angles. You're, you're attacking this thing from all angles. And I like that. It's a lot of fun to listen to. I, I really appreciate that, Ron, and especially someone that's so entrenched as you to get it. Like, um, you know, I think about a lot of uh, like your demographic of a person, like who's going to really appreciate it. Like who, who knows Andy, like who's seen Andy's tweets, maybe like you follow him and like really have a pulse, but like to peel back the layers and like, all right, what is Andy's story? Uh, I, I think that's re really, really valuable um and i think will become more valuable as this thing becomes its its own thing whether it be is is epic as disney or not yeah i think um we're, we're on our way 
Absolutely. So you, you mentioned there you got back into cars. So that, that says to me that you were into cars at some point. So let's jump into that. So on this podcast, we always jump into collectibles, how you got started into collectibles. And uh, so let, give me that that origin. Are you longtime sports card collector? Are you Magic the Gathering? Are you Pokemon? Like where, where does your flag lie? I, my, my North Star was 1989 Upper Deck Ken Griffey Jr., that was I was a Griffey kid, and and sports cards were everything. You know, uh, any Michael Jordan I found, I I kept. Um, but mostly it was mostly baseball, baseball, baseball. And I was just a huge Griffey guy. Seattle Mariners were my thing. I, I since I became a Mets fan when I was probably thirteen, fourteen. Uh, but like when I first got into cards, man, um, it was it was all Griffey and baseball. And uh, I learned. Uh, back then it was Yahoo auctions. I was, I was big into Yahoo auctions, um, buying, finding deals. And then, you know, in my middle school years, I, I, I arbitraged the, the lax rules on Yahoo auctions to get some questionable things, <laughs> flipping it at school to, you know, the middle schoolers, um, and, and using that to buy cards and using that to, uh, you know, have, have fun. Um, man, like Jersey cards when those first came out, um man those were those are the rage what was your uh, favorite jersey card so. my favorite yeah what was your favorite jersey card it was it was a um a oh man i don't remember the i don't remember the brand but it was it was a randy johnson he had just gone to the diamondbacks it was a randy johnson uh jersey card and it was just like an i man i, I wish i I, I should actually look up the, the comp somewhere, but it yeah. just had like that cool Diamondbacks colors. Uh, and he ended up winning the World Series there in, in 01. Um, but yeah, like pulling that and like feeling the fabric. And, you know, I, I wasn't too much in a grading, at, at, like sending it into grading. But um, yeah, yeah I, just, I just remember treasuring that card. And like since, I, I know I'm jumping ahead here, since I'm, I'm like That's trying good. to go back. And, and rebuy some of those uh, nostalgic pieces. You know, that's something that I notice even myself doing. So I went to my local card shop because I was also big into baseball cards back in the day. I would travel with my buddy and his parents because they were uh, flea marketers and they did a lot of crafting and uh, his his mom was into woodworking. So she would like she would create these benches and paint them and they were beautiful and people would just buy the crap out of them. So we would go all over this area to flea markets. So of course there's always going to be baseball cards at flea markets. And I just remember Barry Bonds cards, Jose Canseco, um, the Sammy Sosa's Kirby Puckett, all of those, all those cards. And like, I could never afford them then. So I'm going back now to my local card shop and like looking through all of those cards and, and snagging, the Sammy Sosa's, the Ken Griffey Juniors. They're not the cards, but they're they're like they're close to the cards. And um I think it's a lot of fun now just sort of reliving that almost. A hundred percent. Like I, I told you my, my grail was nineteen eighty nine, uh, upper deck, Ken Griffey Jr., card number one in the set, and I got scammed early on. This is back when like I would have my mom take me to the post office to, to do shipping and to get money orders. Yeah. So people know what that is. Um, so I sent a hundred I'll never forget this. I got a steal, what I thought was a steal on a, on a PSA eight Griffey, uh, upper deck. 
it was a hundred bucks plus five shipping. I, I saved up, got the money order, shipped it, or sent the, the money order. And, you know, week after week went by and I never got it. And, uh, my friend and I, I was probably 12 years old. We called the police. Um, we were at his house. We called the police to, to write a report, yeah. um, on, on this, on this guy, total, like, Anon, just a pseudonym. Uh, but the cop came, wrote up the report, and these two, like, we probably weren't even four feet tall. Um, <laughs> but ever since then, like, it was my life's mission to get that card. I don't want a PSA 10, I wanted the PSA 8, because that's what, you know, that's what it was back then. Yeah. Have you found it? Oh, I know. It never came. I, I totally got scammed. Uh, but yeah, I, I grabbed one. Okay, so you have one now. For, for roughly for roughly, for roughly, the same price, all, you know, decades later. How crazy is that? It it all came back full circle for you then. Absolutely, yeah. So what made you get cards are funny like that? They are. They they sort of find their way back into your mix. Um, so what made you get? I guess out of cards, just life in general. Um, is it just get got busy? I just you know with like life transitions. I guess you know I got into other things. You know when you move, you know it's like. I always think of that scene in Toy Story 3 when, like, Andy's going to college. And, you know, you have that box and you're looking at it and you're like, Do I, am I taking this to the next chapter? Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you're younger, you're like, all right, I'm, I'm too cool for this stuff. Um, so I, I think it was it was that, uh, you know. And then, you know, I, I save I, – I take the huge box, put it into a medium box, and then the, the next transition I filter out a little bit more, and soon it was, it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I was a huge WWF kid too, but the, for those, uh, that was the magazines, um, not so much cards, but man, and I, I wish I held on to those because, you know, I just, I just felt like, uh, I'm, I'm not into WWF anymore. Now I would, man, to, to have my box of WWF magazines, I, I pay, I pay pre- premium for it. Um, but it just, it's just, it's crazy. And now, like, up I, in those I just boxes that we back. have. <laughs> Absolutely. So outside of cards, you said you were in the WWF magazines. Was there anything else, like some weird thing that you collect as well that's not even on the radar? Um, I had my moment with Pogs, I remember. Um, I, I didn't go, I didn't really go crazy. I'm more of a, like a dabbler. Like, oh, you know, I go with the wave, almost like a follower, I guess, if I'm, if I'm really... Uh, reflecting but um man what was there anything weird um me for a while i was collecting mcdonald's uh monopoly pieces even after the fact even when the game wasn't going on i remember that um yeah i, I think what a disaster really that peculiar. was what a disaster the mcdonald's game ended up being Totally. And I, I started watching that, that documentary. I don't know if you saw it. I did. With the crazy. <laughs> like if anybody doesn't know the documentary, you got to go. What? I don't even know what the name of it was, but the was McMillions. It, I think is it, is it something McMillions? Like that? Yeah. Something like that. Whatever it is. It, this is the one and correct me if I'm wrong. The dude like handcuffed a briefcase to his hand or something. And like he had the pieces in there. There was like there was something that I don't know. There was a briefcase. There were the pieces. There were like exclusive pieces. Somehow they got away, um, and then there was a, a whole entire like I don't want to say it was family, but like inside job for those pieces 
to to be collected together and to win the prize. So crazy. I yeah, I didn't I didn't actually complete it. I, I'm like three episodes in, but yeah, the Oh well you're welcome to, for ruining to, it for you. <laughs> to not to, the the guy that was working security for the the, the contract of security um you know man, the man, the manufacturer i guess of the pieces of the game pieces um it all went through him and that, that's where i am now but and you um, know i guess so i don't that, need to watch now that brings me to like to where we're at today you know like with a courtyard courtyard.io and the blockchain and even with like you remember Pepsi points, Marlboro points, any point oh, system. Yeah, yeah. Like imagine having those points on chain, verifiable, has and with courtyard, you know, you we have a situation now where they're starting to create uh randomization. So you have on chain randomization, you actually have to have the asset to put it in. So you couldn't have gotten scammed uh with that Griffey because it would have been on chain and it would have had to been verified in their system that it was authentic and already like all of these things on blockchain make more sense because there's no, there's no ability for people to get scammed as long as they go through the proper channels. And I think that I'm, that's why I'm so excited about companies like courtyard.io and companies that are really leaning into the collectibles on chain versus those who are not and i and it really is back to you know at some point these are like alternative investments they call them so you want to be able to liquidate yeah liquidate yeah liquidate that was a good one i just made that word up <laughs> liquidate the asset I like it. sounds good it was pretty good it was like it feels good in the tongue when it's coming off um so you want to be able to do that and you want to do it fast so you have to have a buyer but you also have to prove its authenticity and that's pretty much why you get grading done and things like that. So whenever you get the grading done, you can put it on chain with courtyard.io and then it's there. It's just, it's there. It's verified. And um, I don't know. I think that there's a really unique, a unique um, opportunity for us being so early in this game with these collectibles, getting in on V friends, getting in on any collectible really, and putting it on chain to avoid these scams and things like that. And I'm just kind of going off on a tangent. Cause I, I'd like to get into I, that conversation. I, I agree with you a hundred, 110%. Um, it, it makes, it makes so much sense. And, um, you know, the fact that you get a piece in, in perpetuity, if you're the first one to put it on there, I think it's super cool. Um, I, I battle all the time internal. My internal struggle is, uh, I want to, send everything there, like follow the minimal speaking of documentaries, like go the minimalist route, have like nothing, have everything there, like totally like nice, free, clean, organized lifestyle. But I also want to have every piece of V friends stuff ever made like in this mm-hmm. collector's corner. And it's just, it's just a, a tug of war of, of both of those all the time. So finding a happy medium, I guess, but it makes so much sense. I, th- I think uh, to your point, we're su- super early and it was cliche is that, that slogan is it's just it's just the truth um and i think yeah courtyard and, and people like it are, are gonna do real numbers and you know in the next five ten years i totally agree with you so let's let's jump into compete and collect um different from what we were talking about earlier the series one cards is what we were talking about earlier uh, both are made by zero cool i'm curious what your thoughts are on i like to ask everybody this the compete and collect game itself. Do you like the game? 
I do. I do. Um, you know, the beginning, uh, beginning when it was war was kind of, I was like, all right, this is cool for kids, but like, I, I didn't envision, I didn't envision it becoming, you know, what it obviously has is becoming now with, with just that. Um, I just wasn't thinking two steps ahead. I was kind of late to the card game. Um, I, I, I didn't really think much of it, uh, in the early days. Uh, but, um, but boy, like this past summer, and I think I'm not alone in saying that, like I, I was in, but, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think much of it, but now, like, I think it's really cool. And I'm not like, uh, obviously I, I'm not the pro in my house. Actually, you were there for the first time I ever played, uh, on stream that four way on Josh's stream. Yeah. I've only played Chelsea a couple of times. So this is going to be a real, uh, this is good. This exhibition is going to be a, a real, more of a private lesson. I think, uh, I think I'm stealing time. But uh, then a game, but no, it's super cool. I like I like how um, it's accessible to to everyone, and you can learn about the characters. Um, you know, whatever angle you're coming from, for just strictly gameplay, or you're thinking about the characters, and you have a more of a, a taste of the V Friends ecosystem. Um, you know, you can look at it like how they're they're weighed in the ecosystem. I think that's cool uh, for for nerds like like me that think about that stuff. Um, and I just, I just think it's, you know, I think we're just at the tip of the iceberg too. Like I just spoke about the four way, uh, you know, teams, cores only, uh, you know, low score wins. I think there's, there's so many ways that it, it can evolve and I think it will, you know, with, with, you know, different backgrounds and different series that come out. It's just, it's just cool to be here for the beginning of the evolution of it. That is an interesting thing you just brought up. Low score wins. That to me has never crossed my mind. And yet now that you just said it, I want to play that game. I mean, why not? Why not? The whole theory is like, let's, let's flip the script on all this stuff. So is 75 the best score or is 50 the best score? You know? I, so that, yeah, that's a, I mean, that's the, a very interesting perspective, dude. I, I never thought about that. Totally. Like, you know, I, the the prices went up on the, the high the high score cards and that's I think that's where the the idea for cores only came, right? Yeah. Because not everyone can afford to have a big bag and, you know, just stack their deck. So I think it's the same it's the same thing. Um and that, that just highlights the, the accessibility part. So it'll be cool when people have like their own niche. I, I, I foresee a world where people kinda have their own niches uh, and I think I've heard Gary say this before, or someone say it, maybe it was Jeremy or somebody like, you know, in tennis, you have like people that just play doubles, like they're doubles specialists. You have singles players, you have people that play mixed doubles. Uh, and I kind of see, I see a world where we go into that, where there's like specific rules, um, in certain tournaments and, you know, different divisions and things like that. So it'll be fun to watch. Yeah. I do like the progression. I'm a big fan of cores only. Everybody who listens to this, they know that. I think that it allows so much more accessibility. It also allows you to play a little bit more loose, in my opinion. Um, I like the cores only four way battle the absolute very most. Um, I think that that's probably like your best sit around a kitchen table and play with all your friends and an onboarding type of thing. I think that that's like probably going to be more accessible for, for most. And, and I think just even from a pr- price point, um, 
you know, a dollar a card, you have 60 cards. So for under a hundred bucks and pretty much your standard board game is 50 to 60 bucks. Um, I think mm-hmm. that that's where you're at. And, and cause whenever I was talking to rips last week, he was talking about how they were pricing some of this stuff and just understanding what the market looks like, because he was getting a lot of feedback at national and at uh, comic con, you know, he would give, they would give V friends minis or whatever out and they would, maybe give slabs out or something like that or the wizard packs. And then the parents were like, well, Hey, how much, how much is a pack of cards that we could play? And he was like, well, you needed, you'll need five packs of four cards and each pack is $30. And they were like, what? You're crazy. So, which leads me to believe that I think that we see an expansion pack come at some point in the near future. Um, but remains like these, the, the first editions are going to be the collectible ones. And I think what we see moving forward are going to be rounded edges. I'm mean, I'm just going to call it now. I think we see rounded edges, yeah. and it they look more like the cards that are in all of the animations that you're seeing at the moment. I think they're going to look very different. That makes sense. Uh, obviously, uh, a more accessible price point. Uh, the rounded edges is cool. Well, um, and they're going to be smaller. They'll, they'll keep the yellow or change change the background i think they're going to keep them yellow or that orange color that we keep seeing and i also think that they yeah. want to make them smaller for kids's hands sort of like the Yu-Gi-Oh cards ah, interesting interesting yep i think Flip that, it. i think that that's why why they're putting out the videos that they are with the different style cards i think that's going to be the consistent marketing that moves forward with the cartoon with the new game uh, with the new cards. I think that that's what you see. I love it. Um, so what do you think about that, expansion pack? Um, do you keep the swears or do you leave the swears out? Let's, let's have it right now. I, if it were me, I would lose the swears. Same. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, I think you're, you know, you're, you're paying homage to the original by leaving it on, on these. On the you know on the collectible ones, um, but as far like if they're gonna be hanging up in in the targets of the world, I think yeah, yeah, I I think you're right. I think you take them out. It's not uh, what's what's the game? Is it Balderdash? Is the one that has like all the swear words in it that that like, kind of started this whole adult no, game? I think that's what the one of the first ones or whatever, but. I don't know. I think you got to lose it. I think that we already saw a transition with the super stickers having the asterisk on the bold AF bat. Um, I think that that was sort of like the stepping stone to to the other. So I think that the zero cool compete and collect swear cards are going to become very sought after. I think that those because they're going to uh, change. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I think that's a fantastic take. Yeah. I think that you're going to see those graded become very collectible. Nice. That, that's a great take, Ron. That makes so much sense. I haven't heard that. Yep. I talked to, I think I was talking to Raul about that too, because he sent out that list of all the cards that he had. And mm-hmm. I started thinking about that after the a conversation that I had with Rips. And I'm like, you know what? I and all the conversations that I have with my local card shop, because they have one of our vending machines and we also gave them a ton of cards to have a tournament. And the biggest gripe was the, the badass bulldog, the bold AF bat, FU Monday mole, 
hot shit hornet, all of those, all those swear cards. And it was just like, Ron, I can't, I can't put those out there for the kids. So they had to pull all those cards. So I have a lot of them. I have a lot of swear cards. Um, so I'm excited, but it's like, we, we got to lose it. And I've, and I've talked about yeah, it I, with the team and they're, they're kind of tight lipped. Um, but I think they lose them. I think they have to. I mean, to, to scale to where they want to scale, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, such a big demographic for the cards as kids. So yeah, I've never it, seen it a Pokemon with a swear card on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? I, I mean, I, unless you get into this this world where it's like a, a movie rating and you have like the the different like color packs or types of packs, sure. but still like eventually in tournaments, like there'll be exposure anyway. So why not just make it unified? Yeah, I think you just have to go unified and, and make it one standard expansion pack. Don't complicate it. Um, even with like the, the planet cards that we're going to see, I think that those will all be pretty consistent with the backgrounds that we see in series two cards. I think that there's going to be ecosystems within that where certain, like I think mammals will go with a certain background better than um, invertebrates. I think that you'll see birds go with a different background. It'll be more advantageous to have a bird deck with these background cards versus others. Um, I think that that ecosystem gets built out and I think it's going to be a lot of fun because you're going to see the cartoons coincide with the game, I think. And that's going to be, I think that's where you're going to see a lot of these worlds collide. Um, where I just, that's how I, I really see that playing out that way. That that's, that's how other, other TCG games end up. That's how certain cartoons end up. You know, you have your other universes um, where, you know, this planet has its own ecosystem. The other planet, it's almost like Avengers style where then they all come mm-hmm. together. Power Rangers, Avengers, whatever you want to call it. Um, he says, he says uh, Sesame Street meets Pokemon. So even inside of Sesame Street, there's certain characters that are in certain locations, you know? Sure. But anyhow, so what else, what would you do to improve the game as it stands today? Or what, what do you... Um, what would you like to see changed in the game as it stands today? Um, changed in the game, I feel like, and maybe this is coming, I, I always, and I know that the principle, Matt, and I, to be honest, I've never even like printed it out. I don't think I've ever seen it. I think they, they need to get, um, if, if I were like at the table right now, I would say we need to get a physical mat in as many people's hands as possible. Um, cause that just, I mean, it's like, it's like, um, you know, when you, they give away printers, like, all right, here's your printer now, like you need ink. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's, that would be my number one thing as far as like the gameplay. I just don't, I don't know if I've played enough to really, um, understand the, the intricacies of it to, to change the actual gameplay. Yeah, but no. as far as like what their mission, what their mission is, um, yeah, get let's get a mat into as many people's hands as possible. Like, at, at, like on fanatics, like every giveaway, like they should send a, a gameplay mat. Well, that's a or two. Solid like you keep move. one, you keep one, and you give one to someone else. 
Yeah, that's a solid move. Um, that's a that's a nice one. I like that a lot, actually. I think anybody who buys a box gets a mat. Yeah, there you go. You know, get a box, get a mat. What do you think about the prices at the moment? I got to set up my light, and I want to play this game, but I want to listen to to what you have to say about um, the prices on boxes at the moment. Prices on boxes. I think. Um, what are they now? Three. Finax is going for three thirty. I think that was the last one. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, they're I mean, three thirty-three plus it just shipping. Makes, it just makes it makes sense. Like that, less and less are are available every day, and just a simple supply and demand. Uh, I don't know. If we'll see a dip again and if we did like i don't even know where where that would be um but it just it just it makes sense that's going up seeing these at like 500 would be would be wild and i i I wouldn't even begin to like pontificate when that would be but um it's it seems a little high but and if you take a step back and you think of how many uh are being ripped every day like it just makes sense. Do you do you know? I don't know if I've ever had this question answered. They didn't make any more. They didn't produce any more after the original ten thousand, right? No, there's no more. Okay. Now that's that's what I figured. I I just never heard that uh, or read that. Um. But yeah, it, it's. I feel uh, like I'm I, I missed a big moment when they were. Uh, what were they at VCon? One nine, one something. Yeah, yeah. I think that we all one eighty five. We all missed it. <laughs> all right. What do you, what do you think about that card night? I think that card night was a moment. As as much as I, I didn't go. I wasn't. Oh, there. you didn't. Yeah, I can't believe I'm like I didn't even. I wasn't into the cards. I didn't oh, really? Like, yeah, I didn't even like really realize that was happening. Mm-hmm. I think what I did that night is I ended up going to a Rug Radio's party at, at um, oh, what was it, Loxley and Farouk and all of those guys because I was part of um, the Rug Radio host platform. So I was like mm-hmm. one of their original shows on there so i went there while card night started going on so i met up with nft catcher um uh, those guys and mumbot and a couple other people and like just i went to this other party i didn't even like wasn't even on my radar and i was hanging out with those guys they were doing there was like a bunch of artists there they were doing artwork and we went next door i was with the flexi nft guys like it was just a, it was a vibe. So it was like, that was the crew then for me. And like, I still talk with all those guys. Don't get me wrong, but like, I wasn't super into the cards yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, 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 that moment opened up my eyes for the cards. I wasn't into it at all. Yeah. Um, but then like I, I saw, I saw their production for the Uno and then I went in there to the, the other place and, and just boxes were being ripped all over. And, and I, I, I started to like click for me. Um, shout out to NFT Catcher, by the way. That's my first Web3 podcast I listened to. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I love those guys. Michael, yeah, Michael Keane's a good dude. 
Yeah, Keen's amazing. I've been, I hung out with him every, like at every Web3 event that I go to. We had dinner when I was at um, NFT Miami or Miami NFT week, rather. Uh, NFT NYC, I always see him. Vcon, obviously. So, yeah, we've, I love Keen. I had him on my other podcast. Oh, Michael was on this? No, he wasn't on this one. He was on um, my Growth Mindset Moment podcast. Nice. Where I was having a bunch of Web3 yeah. natives on on the podcast and kind of doing origin story type stuff. Nice. Yeah, he was he was number four on the VFAM sessions, I think it was four. Yeah. Um, the Keen King picture. Yeah, exactly. I got so bored doing origin story things. I don't know why. It just started to get too repetitive for me, so I had to change it up a little bit. All right, so how I play I this that. is, uh, so you, there's your TTT token. I move this attack back and forth, and then I'll have my TTT token here. We flip the attack to see who goes first, so you can choose to attack or defend first. Okay. All right, let me fire up the OBS. Let me start recording. So I always record the gameplay over on OBS here. The episodes I've listened to of this, uh, it's been very casual, uh, informal. So I hope you're you're gentle. Yeah, yeah, I'm I tot- that's, totally. Stays that's, true. I hope that stays true as well. I, st- <laughs> <laughs> I still have my swimmies on here. Yeah, totally get it. All right, call heads or tails. The attack side is going to be heads. Heads. It is tails. I'm going to defend first. So you're on the attack. All right. Let's go um, scale. Decline. Stamina. Uh, decline. Aura. Accept. 25. 24. All right. <laughs> he said, all right. <laughs> I, I, I thought I'd make a big splash to, to start this thing. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So, my attack, I'll attack stamina. Decline for skill. Decline aura. I'll accept. 25. Uh, oh, 24. The only, by the way, one, oh, this is a one of one Corso signed. Oh, nice. Signed warrior. That's awesome. All right. So, Messer, I got six in aura already with the TTT left. Yeah. This, this, is, this is not good. This is not I, good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from a place where I think 24 is good from so, cores only. Here's, so, I'm not even like. Here's what I'll tell you is if you don't have, and I'm playing my strong deck, so maybe this is not, I may be like, you know, picking on the new kid. So I apologize. However, when you have a 24 on that third spot, I will typically push it to total if I don't have a 25 playing high tier decks, mostly because I don't want to give up three bangs. Like I just, I just don't want to give up a three banger. Twos are just, they're bad enough. Once I get to that third one, I'm like, if I don't have a 25, 
and a TTT, I'm pushing the total. Got it. Because I'm, then my tie just, bank I'm, is open. I'm, I got to get out of course only mindset because I'm looking at 24 like, all right, I, I'm good here. But yeah. all right, now I I have the full context. Um, all right, I'm going to call TTT. And you should. So I have a, a 90. It, it beats my 85. Nice. All right, so we're going to run that back. That was three cars. That was, yeah, let's run it back. I just wanted to give you the quick one zero lead. Yep, I like it. I like where, uh, where you were at make with that. You feel, okay. <laughs> All right. So no, that that's like that seems like one oh one um one oh one strategy and I just I'm just feeling like I said, like I gotta get out of this. I've never played full deck. Okay. I've only played cores only. Yeah. I am I'm a big fan of this of the cores only, like I said, I just, I, ha- I don't, I mean, I can play my cores deck. You want me to? No, no, no it's all right. I, I need to get my, my head kicked in here. Okay. Let me play a little, let me play a little smarter against the best deck. <laughs> I'll try to play a little smarter. Uh, that's fun. All right. And if you play game two, do you reflip or is it just continue? Yeah, we can reflip. Okay. One sec here. Actually, I'll just attack first this time. We'll do it that way. Yeah. All right. I attack stamina. I'll decline for aura. Except 24. 25. Nice. The Viking. The My nemesis. Anybody who plays me knows I can't stand that Viking. I lose to him all the time. I'm on the board. All right. You got two aura. Here we go. Um, your attack. I'll I'll start with aura. Uh, decline, stamina. I'll decline for skill. Except twenty five. Oh, twenty five. Nice. Sorry, like later. Oh, there it is. All right, so we got three skill in the tie bank. Stays on your attack. We'll start with skill. Except 25. Oh, I missed there. 24. Woo. All right. So I got four skill and I'll take the attack. I almost called my TTT there. I was like, maybe I'll call it. It's a little early in the game. Not really much out there, so... All right. I attack Aura. I'll accept. 24. 24. Devil versus the elephant. Yeah, Devil v. Elephant. I had a feeling I was losing on that one. So you also said something really really interesting that um, I've been kind brought up on the podcast... He, he said whenever he hears somebody, let's start at X, like whatever, let's start at Aura, he's already anticipating you wanting to go somewhere else because that's not your strongest one. I don't know how true it is, mm-hmm. but he says like he's a big words matter guy. And whenever people right. say, let's start at, he's like, bam, that's a red flag to me. 
So it's interesting. Is it that obvious? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, so it stays. A great guy. He is. I'm going to stay on my attack. Let me attack. I'll attack Aura. Um, I'm going to go TTT. Oh, you're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Soggy. No, um, I got my 85 parrot. I got my epic alligator. Holy Jesus. Just ran into a wall there. Yeah. Yep. I almost called TTT and then I was like, well, let me see if... Let me just call something that's not typically a 25, you know, aura or stamina. Let's see what he gives me. And then I was going to call TTT in the next round. Um, but you you did it for me there. Oh, man. Plus, we'll flip the TTT. And you still use. have yours. Yep. So I have Boy. five in skill and two in aura, one in stamina. Your attack. Okay, let's go Aura. Decline skill. Decline stamina. Total. 98. Oh, man. Everyone. All right, so one of each. My attack. Three, three, six, two. Yeah. I'll attack Aura. I'll accept. 24? 24. Nice. All right, one Aura into the tie. Stays on my attack. I'll attack Aura. I'll accept. 24 again? 25. Oh, the... Goaded. Goaded. Man, this is a strong deck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is... Uh, I mean, I have all the cards. I we I have so many that, that I would love to play with. They're just slabs, and I don't. we don't have enough slabs to create a deck. To create a so deck. I'm in that weird spot. Yeah. I have a bunch of slabs coming back to me on my cores, so I, I graded a bunch of my... Like, your top-tier cores, your 70-pluses... I call it with the teacher method where he gets out the light and all that. And I, and I went through Mm -hmm. them all. I got rid of all the ones that had the white spots and any, like, it's crazy, dude. When you look at them under the lights without any sleeves or anything, you can see almost like groove marks in some of the cards Mm -hmm. had no idea. So whenever they say surface, I thought it was just like scratches, like visible scratches. Right. It's like, as soon as you look at it under a light, you're, you can really see, like one of them had like it looked like somebody ran it over with a car. Wow! It was I never looked at it with a light. That makes so much sense though. If you're gonna invest, like, because it really adds up. It's like, fast. Really adds up. Yeah, especially whenever you start getting back eights and nines, you're like, well, shit, that was a waste. Mm. Right. <laughs> so exactly, uh, your attack, my friend. Um, let's go stamina. Except 25. Shit. 
Yeah, 24 and the elephant. Had a patient panda be elephant. All right, my attack. I'll attack skill. What do we have there? Six? Mm-hmm. Uh, I accept. 25? 24. You got it. I was hoping that... So my thought process was like, you're going to decline it and then go somewhere else. That's you know less likely the, but I don't know why I would, would even care. I mean, at twenty four. I mean, I I knew I couldn't lose. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. I, I got one more card. I got to live long enough to see one more card. Yeah, you're good. All right, let's go. Is that five on aura? I can't see. Or oh, sorry. Yeah, I have uh, five on aura, six on okay. skill, three on stamina. Let's start aura. Except 24. 24. All right. One in the tie bank for Aura. On you? No, it stays your attack because we tied. Oh, okay. Um, let's go stamina. Except 25. Ooh, the All right, so let, let, let's take a time out. So I, I have 23, 25, 23 there. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to start off with my 25 and skill because I mean, that's yeah, just telling you that I'm going to beat you even considering that you just need one more. Uh, and I was at 23. So is that the right play? I like that. What play. are you doing? That's uh, no, I like the same okay. play. Um, cause you need to make a comeback. So it's let's try and bluff our way. Let's bluff with something that I don't have much of, right? With the, with the three. Right. So I bluff with stamina. Great. It just so happened that I had the eel. So I'm going to accept that. But any other card, like I'm between eel, chicken, um, panda, goat. And I think that's it. Those are the only ones really with a 25 over on that side, over on stamina. So I like the play. And then you come back to that strong one in skill in the middle. Yeah, I thought I was going to pick up two in the best case scenario there. Yeah, exactly. No, I think that you were right on key there. Um, so I got one of those and then one stamina. And then my attack. I attack skill. Except. 23. 23. There you go. Your attack. I always like, I always yell about the accountable ant having a 23 anywhere, but it's, I don't know. It's like for being such a pivotal character in the ecosystem, it has a 23. It's weird. Right. <laughs> that is, that is interesting. Um, Aura? Except. 25. That was, uh, I don't know why I said aura. Uh, the pelican. It's tough. I got to say, it's really tough to play with the rare cards that aren't in the top tier. Just because it's like you can't, whenever you don't have a TTT, because you can't actually like play the card. Right. You're no, exactly. Time. And that's the, like, that goes back to like, Oh, I can't like, I would love to use these nine cards, but they're all slapped. Yeah. 
No, totally. Good. Um, so yeah, that like this was literally a last minute throw. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it could be a that's Chelsea's. Ca- that's Chelsea's character, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, she likes um, the peaceful pelican. That that was that was awesome. I just need to play more. It just it's like anything else. Yeah, I got to be honest. Like I've probably. I think that if you would count all the games I've played, I don't know like everybody else out in the ecosystem, but like the core group that we have, I think I've probably played the most hands. Because I play with with Dale and Mike all the time with the CNC booster cards. I play in all the tournaments. I play on this podcast. Um, I play at my local card shop teaching people how to play. So like I play a lot of cards. Have you played Alyssa? I played her. I played her at the local card shop at our first tournament, and um, yeah, we played. She awesome. she's not into it, but we played. <laughs> it was yeah, it's good. She's not into the cards like really at all, but she's she's like, go do your thing. It's cool. It's fine. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So we have a she has a love hate relationship with it, more love than hate. So awesome. All right, yeah. man. Well, hey, Everyone. do you um do you want to get across anything else to the listeners? We're coming up at the top of the hour. Um, want to be want to be respectful of everybody's time listening, and uh, thank you guys all for for joining in. But yeah, Mister Messer, what do you got going on next? I think. Um, well, first, I just want to say thank you. Um, it's very it's an honor to be to be asked by you to to come on this. I think I love I love 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 this concept for a show. I think it's I think it's the perfect amount of, of backstory and present day takes and some gameplay with the strategy mixed in because with the influx uh, of new people that I'm seeing come through fanatics and even like the the stream the other day uh, you know with the Gary Magic you know the retweeting like come say you're new and like boom boom I'm new I'm new I'm new I'm new yep. I think this is a great this is a great um, you know intro to to our community because so many people are getting through, through the cards and then you can listen and learn um you know the people the people that are taking part in this community and learning about the the characters and the cards and all that so um you know i i don't think no one can go from a fanatic stream to listening to my podcast probably <laughs> right off right away you gotta ease into that uh, and i'm okay with that mm-hmm. but i think this is i love what you're doing here I'm a big fan. I gotta, I gotta finish, um, finish the, the, um, my save playlist there, but, uh, real honor on. Thanks man. That's like super high praise. And I, I love that you guys like the podcast. I just saw an opportunity here where nobody was playing the game. Like everybody talks about the game and everybody is in the tournaments and these paid tournaments. And I was just like, dude, nobody's like just playing the game for fun and for free. And, as like a tutorial and I'm, we've always been about education. I've been about education in my day job. I'm a sales guy. So like education is always the most important piece. Cause if people don't understand it, they're not going to do it. Um, so every single one of my YouTube channel or my YouTube videos is how to play V friends, compete and collect. And then the person who I'm playing with. So I appreciate you. There was a lot of thought and effort that went into how much time do I do this? How much time do I do that? Um, because Alyssa is actually like my barometer on my videos because as soon as I lose her, I'm like, well, there goes that, that portion of the, 
the audience, you know? So mm -hmm. I know certain things get to be a little bit uh, too long and I wanted to keep it at a, at a reasonable pace. So thank you again for, for that feedback. That that's super awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and the eBay recent sales. I think that's a great segment. I, I took that directly from the stock report from the guys over on card talk, the, the one thirty seven guys, Tyler and all those guys, yeah. they have a stock Ooh, report on card talk. And I'm like, we should have that. And then I'm not saying that anybody's copying me, but as soon as I started doing it, a lot more people started doing it. <laughs> so, uh, it's a lot of fun. I think it's important for people to just get a pulse on cause Maybe they, they don't have the time to, to go and look at the eBay reports and look at sold or even know how to. Um, so, yeah. Very cool. Thank you. And anything else? Uh, make sure that you guys are listening to to uh, Mr. Messer's podcast over there, uh, VFAM Sessions. I highly recommend it. It's just a blast. to. Uh, I'm a history buff, so I like hearing their perspective on from the team and from the community and just sort of their their stories to get in where they're at and um, what they continue to evolve to do. Uh, I especially because I'm, I'm doing some research for Cranax episode I have coming up, and you were one of the first places that I looked to to get that story. So um, thank you for, for doing that work. Oh yeah, of course. It's my I enjoy doing it. Like I enjoy um, one of my things now is I'm watching all, all the daily V's and and taking notes and being thoughtful about the evolution of that and um, listening to other people's podcasts. Um, so it, it's fun for me. Like yeah, I I, I genuinely enjoy doing it. Uh, so it, it makes me feel like I'm in the right place. I'm a man, but I appreciate that. I appreciate it, Ron. Um, guys, yeah, definitely. If you haven't subscribed to this or, or rated this podcast, definitely do it. Um, yeah, check out VFAM Sessions while you're at it. Heck yeah, let's get it going. All right, guys. Until next time, keep building those decks. Stay strong. Later. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform to stay updated with each exciting episode. Until next time, may your strategies be sharp your decks ever victorious.